0: Today, we're talking about social media marketing and giving you two big outcomes so you know exactly how to execute. For the majority of my life, I have been passionate and dedicated about changing lives and growing businesses through synthesizing from the very best, their strategies, their tactics, their mindset techniques to help you and your business grow. Join me as we take it to the next level. Welcome to the Tom Ferry Show. Today, I'm going to talk about one of the questions I get asked all the time, and that is, Tom, okay, I know I've got to do social media, but can you give me some insight, some strategy, and some tactics so I can take this thing on and ultimately do it right? Yes, the question I get all the time is, Tom, what should I be doing on social? So I actually wrote down, I've got two different outcomes for you, and I actually had to write it down because there's so many tactics I want to give you. I had to write it all down. Why also? Because Facebook changed their algorithm and I can't use the whiteboard anymore. Little insight for you. So, first thing I wanna do is I wanna to talk to you about what's hot, things you should be paying attention to, and then I'm gonna go into some content strategies around what's hot so you can immediately kinda of fill up your content calendar and start thinking about what you wanna put out for people. The second thing is to really help people get the expectation around time. Cause I know, you know, for me, and I'm just gonna go right at this, Early on, I remember when I first started, I would be in my home office and my wife would walk in and go, you've been on that Facebook thing for like 11 hours, what are you doing? And my response was, This is the easiest way for me to engage with tens of thousands of my clients and soon to be clients all over the world. So for me, it was a total no-brainer. Now the good news is that was like eight years ago. Today, there's way better strategies to create engagement, to connect, and ultimately get it done fast and efficient. So I wanna talk to you about that as well. So let's start with what's hot. The, The mistake that I see so many people making is and I'm not going to say this person's name, but they were just in my office recently, and they said, "Hey, can you take a look at my social strategy and give me some some heads up?" So I immediately, you know, go to Facebook and I go to Instagram using the two obvious platforms. And their Instagram strategy, here's what it was: photos of houses, like here's our listings, photo, and it was literally because they're really good agents. You know, basically just pages and pages and pages of photos of housing. So then I went through and said, oh, look, no engagement. Oh, look, no hearts. Oh, look, no comments. And I'm like, this, ladies, is an absolute waste of time. Same exact thing on Facebook. So why am I bringing this up? The bottom line is whatever you're posting has got to be stop worthy. Hashtag that stop worthy, like, it's gotta punch me in the face, it's gotta be like, bam, like, oh my, gay, okay, I'm looking at all this stuff, and suddenly I'm gonna stop on your stuff. So you gotta ask yourself, like, am I taking interesting photos? Am I taking provocative photos? Um, I was thinking about a friend of mine who ran a campaign, he's the chief revenue officer for three-day blinds. So you're walking through a house, and you're like, wow, look at, the, look at these uh, drapes, I think that's what they're called. And you take a photo of the drapes, right? Then you scour the internet and you find an actress who had a dress remotely close to what that drape looked like. You cut it in half on one of those fun little apps and across the top you wrote down who wore it best. You with me? Like, all of a sudden now I'm like, drapes, actress, who wore it best? And they look at the drapes, they look at the fabric, they look at the dress, like, oh my god, it's eye candy. That's a a simple example of you've got to create content that punches people in the face, that gets them to stop and recognize. So ask yourself, is that another dumb listing photo? The answer is no. Is it a spectacular bathroom? Is it a stunning kitchen? Even that, my friends, if that's your only strategy, is going to fall light on people and eventually you are just out of their radar so i wrote down a couple things you ready the photo the curtains idea i love that right who wore it best super fun think about your customers right what creates emotion now we're going to talk about facebook and instagram and twitter and snapchat and youtube in a sec but what creates emotion um i don't know everyone eats every day so interesting locations of food right creating engagement around have you had these fish tacos like it's funny, like a, a place where I go and I bring my friends and I'm like, these guys have the most insane tacos in Orange County, California, and no one even knows about it. And I would take a photo of that and share it. And people were like, oh, I've been by that place like a hundred times. I never, did. they really have good fish tacos? Now you might be saying, Tom, who gives a you know what about fish tacos? It ain't about the fish tacos people. It's about people that are reading this, that are seeing this and asking me a question and engaging with me. By the way, side note, If you ever liked one of my photos on Instagram, notice I do nothing. But if you make a comment, what do I do? Yes, that's me responding every time in the middle of all the stuff I'm doing like, hey, thanks so much, keep up the good work and you know I'm really busy if all of my responses are just in emojis. You with me on this? I'm trying to create engagement. You gotta ask yourself, what evokes emotion for my customers? Is it food? Is it children? Is it beautiful landscapes? Is it fantastic sunsets? Is it magnificent buildings? Is it things that are historic in your marketplace? You've gotta start looking at yourself like, wait a minute, everything around me is an opportunity to evoke emotion, both pain and pleasure, by the way, it doesn't always have to be heartfelt, pain and pleasure that gets people to stop when they're busy scrolling on their phone. So that's the first thing I wrote down. I also wrote down the value of polls, especially when we're talking about Instagram stories, but you can do this everywhere now. On Facebook, you go and you ask a question, you ready? You take a photo of a house, as an example, as lame as that sounds, but if you use their polling function where you say, do you believe this home will sell for 600, 625? 650, 675, and then you boost it to everybody you know. You boost it because it's not gonna get seen otherwise. You boost it to everybody you know and you let them select the price. Now, you might say, well, gosh, Tom, like, you know, is that gonna make my seller mad? Maybe it's a property you already sold and you say, guess what this sold for? The point is, you've got to create engagement in things that people are interested in looking at and they can interact with you. You know what's happening right now on Facebook, they changed their algorithm almost, I wanna say like almost nine months ago, where if you're just doing text, no one sees it. If you're doing photos of listings, taking them off Facebook, I think Facebook hides those. They hide those. And if you just do a photo, right, that isn't captivating, that doesn't create engagement, no one sees it, unless you put your credit card in and hit boost. Now I'm gonna talk about the secret weapon in a minute, as we get into the hot stuff, but let me go back to my notes here. Regarding content, I am convinced, and you should do this with a whiteboard, you should literally ask yourself okay, I wanna create conversations with my customers, both future, right, past, and like right now customers. What is on the minds of people? Housing, how's the market? What's going on? But if you go beyond, because a lot of people are doing that, if you go deeper, We did something in January, and I actually did it again last October in New York with a couple thousand of our clients where I said, let's have a brainstorming discussion. Let's ask ourselves, what are the fears and worries and doubts of first time home buyers? If you just stop right there and said, what are the fears, what are the worries, and what are the doubts of a first time home buyer? And you listed it out from their perspective, not your perspective, their perspective. You hit me on this, and you listed out five or six or seven things. And then you said, well what's the fear and worry and doubt of the move up buyer, of the move down buyer, of the move lateral buyer, of the job transfer buyer? And you started taking the categories of customers you work with most often, and you really thought about what fears them, like what, what, what scares them, what keeps them up at night when they're trying to select a house or engaging with a realtor or trying to figure out their loan or which community should we live in? If you break down all those fears and you start to create answers to all of those, you wanna talk about engagement? It's bananas. If you speak into their fears, now all of a sudden you're like, a lot of agents talk about, you gotta have a, your property sold, not you know, currently on the market, before you can buy the next one, right? You don't wanna accept that contingency offer. Boy, could you imagine if you had one of your buyers, right, who happened to be one of your sellers also, who was on the market, Right, trying to sell, and it wasn't sold, but they were writing an offer on another property that you were able to get the deal done, and you spoke to that, where maybe even the client said, we didn't know what to do. We had talked to other agents. They said we had to be closed. With the money ready to go in order to get the next deal, or no agent in their right mind would accept the offer, and then boom, it flashes to you, talking about how you were able to navigate it because of your agent relationships. A piece of content like that, you know what? It may not get... 7,000 views. It may only get 162 views, but the 162 views it received were views that mattered. Does that make sense? Think about what I just said there. I want you to create a list of all the problems that buyers and sellers face in your marketplace, and you know what they are. All you gotta do is walk around the agents in your office and say, what's, what's wrong with your buyers today? What are they struggling with? What are your sellers concerned about? How come everything's selling and our home's still on the market, right? You start looking at that and from a content perspective, and whether it's a photo and you discuss it, or it's a little snippet video and you share the answer, or it's just even typed out like this is the situation and this is what happened and this is what we did about it. We solve problems for a profit, my friends. If you speak life into the problems, you connect with that customer on an emotional level, and then you share your unique solution or a solution, that's good content in this environment. All right. so. Enough on kind of what's hot on that side, let me go to the next part of what's hot. I've been talking about this for a while. Matter of fact, in seminars, I'll say to people, hey, everybody grab your phone really fast and go to Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or YouTube, I don't care, and then I say, do me a favor right now and find the little button that says live, L-I-V-E, and a whole bunch of people go, uh," then they look up and they start laughing. They go, oh, you mean live, and I go, right. So a couple weeks ago, we were at Facebook at their campus and fantastic meeting, I had known about this before because I was early on Facebook Live video, and they basically said like, shh, don't tell anybody, we're gonna change the algorithm. Like, we wanna be all video, kind of like Renren Ren is in China, right? Like, I'm like, oh yeah, I get it. They literally said, we are going to be 100% video. Now, if you're watching this on video, and you're saying to yourself, Tom, I'm not comfortable on video, no one cares knowing, Tom, is my hair look right? Your friends know what you look like. It's okay. I actually did a post a couple of weeks ago, you should go back on my Instagram, where I said, listen to me, you gotta be true to your brand, you gotta be comfortable with who you are. Not everybody's gonna like you, who cares? But the ones that like you, because you're solving problems and you're doing it in your way, they're gonna love you and they're gonna refer you business and they're gonna choose you as your agent. So." The single hottest thing that's live right now, or hot I should say right now, is live on Facebook, live on Instagram, live on YouTube, live on Twitter, live on Snapchat, and I would say, side note, what's equally hot, equally hot, is stories, stories. Now, let me give you a little heads up. I was talking to a client a couple weeks ago about this. He's like, so I'm watching you do like you know, 15, 18 posts every day on stories, I'm gonna to get to the time management side of this in a minute, and he's like, why are you doing that? I said, well, primarily because Facebook told me the more stuff you do, the higher up in the ranks you go. Like that's the way it works. The more, the more. Does that make sense? So if you do your like one Insta story at eight o'clock in the morning, hey, I'm at Starbucks, and that's the only thing you do and somebody clicks on it, they go, wow, that person went to Starbucks for the day, out of sight, out of mind. But if I get a day in the life of your experience or better yet, you hand it to someone on your team and say, it's Team Tuesday, where they take over the phone and they're taking photos all day long of you behind the scenes, on the phone negotiating with a client, meeting a customer, going to lunch, being at your office meeting, pitching a listing, going and meeting your daughter and, or your son at school and showing the human side as well, and then back out on your way to an appointment, high-fiving somebody, walking in with a sold sign, putting up a sold sign, and they see that, they're like, wow. I get them. I get her. I understand what they're all about. And can you be strategic about your stories? What do you think? Heck yes. There is so much you can do there. So, what's hot? Creating eye catching, stop me in my track stories, right? Video, photo, that's the first thing. Content that is meaningful and matters to the customers, right? Second thing live, live, live. If you're not doing one or two or three Facebook Live, Insta Live. But Tom, nobody's following me. Who cares? You know what you do? This is what I did early. I call my mom, I tell the entire office, hey, I'm going live on Facebook today, and it'd be nice if like, somebody hit the heart button a couple times or a couple of thumbs, and you know what happened? I think back to now two years ago. It was January, and I actually emailed all of my customers and said, I'm gonna do a Facebook Live at this time. Could you do the same? Could you email your entire database and say, I'm doing a Facebook Live covering the three trends that will impact real estate in our marketplace in 2018. You could do that. I said, I'm gonna talk about how to get yourself ready for the new year, and guess what happened? I had about 10,000 people on, which was a lot. But you know what's great about Facebook? Because people were hitting the heart and giving it thumbs up, and they were making comments. By the end of the week, over 500,000 views took place. Do you wanna know why? Because Facebook said, look at all those hearts, look at all those thumbs up, look at all those comments, let's spread the love. That, my friends, I started with nothing and I built it up. It just takes a little bit of time and here's the deal, you got the chops, you know the problems, you know what people wanna hear about, just share that. Does that make sense? And by the way, couldn't you also do a poll and say, what are your predictions about real estate in 2018? And let people comment on that? Right, do a poll, think it's gonna go up, think it's gonna be flat, think it's gonna go down, think the world's gonna fall apart. Oh my God, Bitcoin's out, like, you know, put some fun stuff inside there and let people vote. And then you could say, I did a recent survey on my Facebook page. I asked the question, what are your predictions for real estate, and 32% said this, and 17% said that, and 29% said this, and you know what, that's newsworthy. Does that make sense? So, enough on content, cannot stress enough. Video, stories, video, stories. Now, let's talk about the time it takes. This is the major part number two. Hey, it's Tom. Go to Apple Podcast and write a review. It means the world to me. Thanks in advance. Now, let's get back to the show. Let's talk about the time it takes. This is the major part number two. In the beginning, I used to think, oh my goodness, I've got to do all this myself. And you know what? I did. There was a time when I took a flip video camera and I set it in front of me and I reached across and hit start. Hey, welcome to Tom Ferry and then life by design and I would do my video. And you know what? We evolved from there but you may be in the same situation I was at back then where you can't hire a team of people. So I wanna talk to you about the real deal, what I recommend, and the time it's gonna take. So first thing you gotta know is you gotta know what's prime time viewing hours for each of the channels you wanna pay attention to. You with me? What are the prime time viewing hours for each of the channels. So you're not doing everything all at once or five in a row, but you're actually spacing it out throughout the day if you really want to create maximum engagement. So the first one, obviously Facebook with two billion views or two billion people. Think about this, you do it during work hours. I don't know what it is about Facebook, but people go to the office, well I know what it is, say that the average employee is only engaged about 30% of the time, clearly 100% of the time, they're engaged on Facebook. So during work hours, Facebook. So when should you be live? During work hours. When should you be posting on Facebook? During work hours. LinkedIn and Instagram. Interestingly enough, before work and after work. So both LinkedIn, if you're posting photos or videos, or you know, some kind of blog, you wanna think before they get to the office and after they get to the office, nine to six, eight to five, you know the rhythm of your marketplace. What I think is interesting about Instagram is when you post after work, right, kind of like the before might be your gym workout, it might be, you know, your selfie in the car, and we all see these things, that's okay. Off for a busy day, wishing you a happy Monday, that's okay, and then end of the day, going to the gym, doing this, on an appointment, this is what's happening, that's when people are checking in at the highest level. So you wanna pay attention. The funny one though is LinkedIn always to me. Like, because like wouldn't it be weird if you were like, think about this, you're sitting there and you're talking to your assistant and it's 10.30 in the morning and they're on LinkedIn. You're like, uh, they're looking for another job, right? Like, that's what it means. So it's not a shocker that it's before work and after work. I was a little shocked when we dug in on the data around Instagram that it's the same. Um, Twitter, no shocker at all. Noon and after work. And if you think about Twitter today, it's really about the news, right? So we go to Twitter to find out what's happening in the world. Like their sort of trending topics are re- like they're fast, punchy. You know exactly what's happening in the world instantaneously. So no shocker, Twitter's noon. So when should you be posting? Probably not at twelve fifteen, and not at nine o'clock in the morning, because the reality is, by the time you post at nine, eight bazillion things have already been posted. So you want to think strategically. Twelve o'clock. maybe the same thing, maybe even 12.15, the same exact thing, the same exact post on Twitter, three times, and guess what? People will catch it. So, that just gives you some insight around timing, and I know I'm talking fast. You can watch this six more times. You know what we should do? Let's take all my notes. I'm looking at Mark, who's our incredible writer. Let's get everything written out. You know what people are doing right now? Oh, we love Mark. Thank you, (laughs) Tom talks so darn fast. Um, So, let me give you guys three options in terms of how to manage it all. In the beginning, this is what I did. I literally went into my schedule, and I was like, Instagram at this time, repeat seven days a week for the rest of my life. So I would literally say, Instagram post 7.30 every day for the rest of my life, Monday through Sunday. There's no weekends off here. Then I'd go Facebook, go live or post something at nine o'clock in the morning, right? People are at their office, they finally had their coffee, they've walked around and like, you know, chewed the stories and now they're like, okay, let me check Facebook before I check my email again. Like, that's work, right? I literally would go through and schedule everything and that's when I would stop and boom, and take the photo and do a video and shoot something. That's how I did it, right? Also I wrote down, as an alternative to that, when I finally figured out that there were solutions like Hootsuite, right, and others, guess what? Then I could take time on Sunday, take all my photos, all my videos, all my clips, all my posts, and place them exactly on which platform I wanted them to go out and when. And you know what? All of a sudden, it's just happening. Now what's great today is you can do a combination of both, right? where I now do the more organic stuff, the first part where I was like scheduling an interview day, Instead, what I wrote down is now, I wanted to use HootSuite for like the basics. And then all those additional times is when I'm thinking live and I'm thinking stories. Does that make sense? I'd be really curious in the comments how many of you are already using HootSuite, right, as, an, as a, a simple way to organize your social calendar. And I'd be curious in the the comments below, how many of you, by the way, are doing everything on your own versus the last option? Option three is you hire someone that basically does this for you. It's been fun to ask clients all the time, like, hey, do you have somebody that helps you out with social media? So let me give you a heads up. Somebody that's good at creating brochures and designing direct mail, generally speaking, is horrible at social media. And somebody that's really good at social and font and pretty and the right text and everything else is horrible at direct mail. So if you're thinking that one person you have is gonna do both, guess what's gonna happen? They're gonna fail at both of them, which means they're failing at your brand. So yes, you might wanna be thinking finding a part-time person that just handles your social calendar. Caveat, not all the comments and engagements, that's on you. And before you say, "Wait a minute, you mean I got to respond to all these people?" Are you kidding me? That's what we want to be doing. We want to be engaging with people and having conversations and moving them from online to offline. You with me on this? "Hey, this is really great. We should talk more about it. You want to see this house?" If I told you the number of people that I follow today, and I'm giving some I'm not going to say some of your names, that post a beautiful photo with a great listing, and people go on there and say, this house is amazing, how much is it? And crickets, no response. That's the cardinal sin, Are we on the same page. So again, options, you do it yourself, you put it in your calendar, seven days a week, each one of the platforms, you know exactly when, you're running through your day, you stop, ding, your counter goes off, do an Insty, boom. Did I just say Insta? You do an Instagram photo, right? You do a YouTube something, like that's okay. Or you create all your content, you put it in Hootsuite, and you kind of set it and forget it, right? That works as well for the primary stuff, not the live stuff and not your stories, And of course you can always have somebody that you hire or you outsource that becomes your social person in the office. And make no bones in the environment we're in today where brand matters and we're all looking for ways to separate ourselves from the competition to rise above everybody else and become the obvious choice, that my friends, is a wise investment. All right. Kind of a couple of just thoughts as I wrap up. I know there's a lot of ground covered. And Mark, I think the blog on TomFerry.com, if you're my friends on YouTube, I love you. Thank you for subscribing and being a part of that. But you got to jump back over to TomFerry.com because that's where the blog's going to be. So I don't want to see comments saying, where is the thing he's talking about? It's not on YouTube. It's at TomFerry.com. All right, a couple things. Weekends are super hot. Weekends are crazy hot, especially for live. Make no bones, Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, Sunday morning, Sunday afternoons. This is some of my best times that when I'm out doing a Facebook Live, and by the way, sometimes it's not in a suit. Like, I'm in a hat, I have sunglasses on, I'm in the back of a car, I'm walking down the street, and I just have this thought that I want to share. And you know what? People eat it up. So, this is not a Monday through Friday, nine to six game, my friends. You're building your brand and your identity to stand out and to be the recognizable agent. Make no bones, you wanna double down on the weekends. Now, last thing I wrote down, beyond the obvious. Tell stories, give great advice, solve people's problems, you know all that. Just remember this, it's still early. It's still early. Look around your marketplace. How many agents, in your opinion, are doing it right? I really pay attention to this stuff. The answer is very, very few people are doing it right. A lot of people are sure trying to figure out, "Is my hair looking right, right? Like they're, they're caught up in that stuff versus just speaking to the person as if you like really genuinely care and you're sharing and you wanna give good advice and you wanna show them cool things and you wanna show them about town, like this is where we live and this is why it's beautiful and this is what's cool and this is how I solve problems and doing that in your style with your tone, with your tempo, with your hair. Does that make sense? It's still early, and the people that do it, that's who's gonna win. So one last thing, I just gotta give you a little heads up. Snapchat is getting older. Heads up, Snapchat is getting older, which means the people that are on Snap are getting older and if you're not paying attention there, you're going to miss an opportunity. Now, you already saying, I tried Snapchat and I didn't like it. Look, did you try Beluga? I had 864 friends on Beluga when they finally said, ah, oh, this is a stupid idea, and they turned it off. I was on MySpace, I was on Friendster, I was on Facebook early. The bottom line is my friends, It doesn't, it's like like saying, I don't like email. Like that's the choice you're making, right? I want a Blackberry, an old one with the root, like no one cares. You gotta just go with the flow of all the different platforms that are getting hot and just Spread your wings there. Lean in a little bit. Have some fun with it. Make sense? By the way, my Snap handle is Tom Ferry, I N T L, as in Tom Ferry International. So follow me on Snap and I'll follow you back and we'll learn all this fun stuff together. All right, lot of ground covered. Read the blog, can't wait to see the comments. I love you, thank you so much for watching. If you share this with your social friends, your social strategists, people not inside the real estate business that are just rock stars, big shout out to Richard Farley Jr.'s dad who has been watching this all the time. I love you, I can't wait to see what your son says to me the next time I see him in the gym. Remember always your strategy matters and now more than ever, your social brand, that's what rules.